This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the KNC Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. Reginald Atatula with Mike Bassick here today. Uh, Chris Strong on the ones and twos and you rocking with this on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Um, about time to do some My Buddies and Idiot here. Um, and as we were going to break, I tried to tease it. And you might have noticed, failed very horribly. Uh, so I do, Good enough. We got where you're going. We are We are here. We are here uh, in the second hour of the show. Uh, in the 12 o'clock hour, mind you, you want to stick around because we will be giving away tickets to Cowboys-Lions. Of course, that is on Saturday. And the added bonus of this giveaway is that, hey, Jimmy Johnson is going into the Cowboys ring of honor at halftime. So you can be in the building for that historic occasion by just listening to your favorite show, the KNC Masterpiece. Right. Like how much better does it get there? Um, But yes, I'm going to see if I can set up this segment properly or at least how Kevin does it, um, where let's do some my buddy's an idiot where uh, if you have a friend or family member that has weird Sports or pop culture opinions, text in 877-881-1053. I think that's close. Okay. The music. By the way, feel free to judge me on how I've been handling uh, Kevin and Corey's job here Reggie, over the course of this week. I want to start this off by somehow on my YouTube, you know when you search for YouTube stuff? Yep. Somehow, like a pawn shop came up on my YouTube page. It's like probably watch, like the collector's Like Yeah, probably so. Yeah. And so there was a person who had like in a box had the Chucky doll, but like the nice Chucky doll, like what the movies are made okay, off got of. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know my buddy's a little bit different, but my buddy's similar looking to Chucky. Not perfectly, but similar. But it's scary looking. It was a 30-inch doll in the real packaging of that like uh, Chucky but not like evil Chucky that they made all the movies off of the the how they made the movie off of that doll and like people were really interested in uh, getting that Chucky doll at this and it's thirty inches stand up doll and the guy's like I have to sell it it scares my grandkids yeah I I would absolutely sell that although well I guess some people love horror right like that is a genre that people love and so yeah if there's something that you love you get memorabilia you know a lot about that I just couldn't be me. Is ultimately where I land. Could not be me, uh, and I guess I don't really have a reason to have a doll. But no, I'm not a horror movie yeah. fan. Is what I'm getting. Well, at. Reggie, you weren't here when my buddy was an idiot uh, a few weeks ago. I have a friend of mine. He's not really a friend, but I know oh, wow. who he is, and he was In playing face, dude. That's not basketball, his and he had no chance to get a rebound. In fact, he was boxed out by a good four feet away from the ball, and decided to jump up and then body slam his body into my uh, buddy's ankle. Yeah. He did it, Dwight Powell, and then ruined his ankle for at least a month, if not longer. That's right. And 
Chris, I think you inadvertently stumbled upon his buddy or non-buddy in this instance. Yeah, it was Dwight Powell. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, the, multiple times in his career has hurt his own teammates and himself. I don't. I don't know a player that seems to get hit hit in the head more than yeah, Dwight Powell. You've seen the video. It's all fake. Oh, really? Yeah, he jumps up and acts like he got. He jumped up and hit his head against a wall uh, before a game. It's all like it's all a conspiracy. That's all his you deal. Say? He puts his face. In in the area where it looks like it's going to get hit hard, but it doesn't. What a weird conspiracy to have. I get my head hit all the time. Like that's you have you not seen the Dwight Powell video? No, where, I have where okay. he was in the uh in the yeah. tunnel and then he yeah, for just, some reason and trying to jump through. How he draws fake fouls on his face. Well, there's a whole Twitter account dedicated to Dwight Powell getting hit hit in the face. Is there really? A whole Twitter account. You'll and, have to search that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to now turn my attention there. Uh but yes, that look. Dwight Powell, uh, inadvertently, I'm going to use the word inadvertently, Mike. I understand where you stand. Um, injuring Kyrie Irving is really tough in this stretch, right? There's, There's been, I mean, last night was one of those nights where I imagine you, you have Kyrie Irving. You win 10 points. You probably it? win that game because Luka Doncic was off. We didn't talk about this in the first segment of the show, but Luka Doncic was off down the stretch, especially when you got to clutch time. And there was times where maybe he was driving and expecting a foul and didn't get in and it kind of threw off his rhythm. The nice thing about having two two of those guys is, yes, Luka is the primary closer, but if he's off, it's just like, all right, Kyrie, your turn. Yeah. If you don't make, let's just say you get the seven seed as the Dallas Mavericks and you miss out on the six seed by a game or two. I blame Dwight Powell for that, 100%. Wow. And only Dwight Powell for his clumsiness. He's the most athletic, clumsy guy I've seen in my life. A guy that can run well, jump well, and then he's just so clumsy and klutzy that – he has taken our second best player out of at least well, it's ten games in a row now, and it'll probably still tonight. Kyrie's not playing, so that'll be eleven games in a row. Like what? What will it get to? What did Dwight Powell do to this season? And I one hundred percent blame. Really, I blame Mark Cuban for bringing him back and putting him on the team. Mm. I the dream would have been that Houston he did he would have signed with Houston because at this point right Singoon's having a great year Dwight Powell at some point in practice or something would have hurt one of the Houston Rockets and they wouldn't have as good of a record because Dwight Powell's on their team oh that's really and the thing that's upsetting for me in particular is just Kyrie Irving missing time like he misses time throughout seasons yeah. and he's not the healthiest guy but when he's there obviously he's very good this felt like one that probably should have been avoidable, and that's that's upsetting as well. Right. Um, but as we continue, my buddy's an idiot. We got people texting. All right, let's hear what on the truckwreck.com text line, and someone on the two one four says, "My buddy's an idiot. He doesn't think Lamar is an MVP candidate. He's a Niners fan. I don't. That's just hating at that point. Although, like, I think some people point to the touchdown interception ratio when it comes to Lamar Jackson, and it doesn't quite look the right way like Lamar Jackson is interesting because the numbers are misleading on him in a negative way right they I don't think they tell the whole story of if you watch him play and see just how much that entire offense is he is the engine of it and he's the thing that makes this go which I guess sounds kind of nonsensical when you talk about yeah he's the quarterback but in just a different way the spirit of what that team does and the way in which they look dominant it starts with him, and then obviously is carried very far by the fact that that defense is really good. So I would wonder this from a person who says he's not a candidate. Because I could see if somebody said, hey, I don't think Lamar Jackson should be the MVP of 2023. Okay, well, who's your argument of the candidates? I'm just looking at yards, which is not a very good – because, look, there's been times where Jameis Winston has been up there in yards – 
uh, passing, like, you know, leaders of yards passing for a season. And Jameis Winston was never an MVP candidate. Tua T is number one, Brock Purdy is number two, and Jared Goff is number three. Now, I know that's just one stat, and if we're going to give it to a quarterback, are you saying those are the three candidates for MVP? Because I don't think they are. I mean, all those teams have good records. In fact, uh, I believe uh, 11-4, and 11-4, and 4, and 11-4, if I have the records right. Right? They're all 11-4. and 4. But I just, you know, you, you then you go to touchdown passes, all right? Touchdown passes. We know that our guy here, uh, Dak Prescott is number one, Brock Purdy's number two, and Jared Goff is number three. Like, if we're just going to go with yards passed and touchdowns, I guess it should be between Brock Purdy and Jared Goff? Well, and yes. And I don't think Jared Goff, it doesn't feel like watching Jared Goff. He's an MVP candidate, but maybe we're leaving out Jared Goff as an MVP candidate. I think it just points to the idea that, like, the the counting stats can be – it's helpful, but there needs to be more of a holistic approach. And I think it also just points to this year has really done a good job of illustrating – how flawed our MVP like debate and how our, our framework is, and so when it's when we don't have the easy answer, it's kind of showing the, the, all the various ways in which we we make this narrative. We do kind of weird things and get to an interesting place. Um, but someone was talking about Lamar Jackson. It's not just interceptions; thirteen turnovers to twenty four touchdowns is what people point to. And the turnovers is interesting because he definitely has uh, lost some fumbles in the pocket. Yeah, but some of that is like. The tackles not showing up in the way that they need to. Um, but yes, I, I realize I, I'm I'm being the Lamar Jackson apologist, but he's. De- I think you're right. He's definitely a, a candidate, even if you don't feel like he is your definite. It is interesting MVP. to look at Lamar Jackson because in the two QB ratings, he is eighth and tenth mm-hmm. in them. And usually the MVP candidates are usually top three in right. those categories. Maybe they're fourth in one and second in another. And it is interesting when you go to those. I believe he's eighth in one and and tenth in the other in your QBR or your rating category. Uh, at the same time, you know, he has the best record in the AFC. And that plays a big role. I know that that's a weird stat for MVP, but the record of your team as a quarterback plays a huge role yeah. in if you are a candidate or not a candidate. That's fair. That is fair. And he's not going to get to 1,000 yards rushing because he has – He uh, hasn't been that kind 786 of – 786 with yeah. two games to go. So even if he rushed for 200 yards total, that still uh, puts you just under 1,000 yards rushing where – in his MVP year, he ran for 1,206 yards. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been different watching Lamar. He, when he uses his mobility, he uses it to throw as opposed to to go but and pick up yards. This is his career high already in passing yards. Mm-hmm. In his MVP year, that was his most, and he had 3,127. This year, he has 3,357, and he still has two more games to go. So if you just give him, I'm going to give him a low number. If you give him 400 more passing yards, that's going to get him to almost 3,800, which would be 700 more than his career high in passing yards. Now, obviously, early in his career, there was only 16 games to play. Now there's 17 games to play. So you do add an extra game to yeah. his stats. Um, on the truckwreck.com text line from the 817, Buddy cheated on his girl. She makes $200,000 a year. He lives with his parents. We're 36. Yeah, that, that, I feel like this one is very cut and dry. This feels this feels very evident. The bad business decision, my, my guy. Yeah, 
I'm going to ask a weird question here. I feel like that's what this show is for. At what age, if you've never been married, is like, you're kind of too old to get married? Oh, wow. That's a weird question. Because I, I do know I work with Kevin Hagelin, and if I have his age right, he was approximately 40 when that sounds he got about married right. for yeah. the first time. So I'm. it's just a question. It's a silly question because, look, if you've never been married and then you meet the love of your life at 55 years old, you'll get married at 55. I'm not telling you not to get married. But in a weird way, you've established a lifestyle. I feel like in a, it's tougher to get married the older you get. Because you've established a lifestyle of living it your way. Mm. And now you're going to share that life and live with a person. And I think it can be difficult to totally change. I don't, in a way, in a way I don't know any better. I got married when I was 22 years old. I don't know how to live By without yourself, my wife. Solo, yeah. So I just wonder when you get to be 40 years old, how big of a transition it is, the way that you've lived, the lifestyle you've lived to now share that lifestyle and almost change your lifestyle after living on your own for 20 years. Well, what what if you don't? Because I guess this is my uh, submission for my buddy's an idiot, not necessarily my buddy, but there's been people who have really championed the idea of being married but living separately and maybe something like having you know two different apartments in you know across the hall or even houses near each other but I don't feel we like do some things marriage. together and we go to our separate places uh, when when it's necessary you don't feel, you don't feel like that counts I don't yeah I don't feel like you're married at that point why get married if that's the way you want to live That's like the Will Smith approach like doing the <laughs> least in your marriage Will Smith and that lady's nut job Jada Pinkett, is that her name? Jada Pinkett Smith? Yeah, yeah, we can take the Smith off of it. She never was a Smith. Oh, wow. Oh, Whoa. This, I didn't realize that you had this type of fiery opinions yeah. on, on that that relationship. I've seen enough of their lies over well, that's the last fair. eight years or so. They weren't even married. Like They were fake married for most of their marriage. Um, Let's see. From the... Isn't that weird that Will Smith slapped the crap out of Chris Rock, and they weren't even living together or married. And it had been years. That, that it whole wasn't like they had just got divorced or just separated. Like they'd been separated for like five years, and he turns into a crazy person at that. I don't know what the awards were. I forget Oscars or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I oof, that that whole relationship, just all of it, is like I I don't know. I have gotten to a point where I'm like, that's not my that's not my business. And the weird I, thing is, is she point. was like writing books or giving advice all the that's time right. on how to have a successful marriage that's when right. they weren't married. Thanks a lot, Jada. That's right. Um, Li- let's see. Liar. From- we do we do know this. We can categorize her as a complete liar. Okay. From the two one four, they said, "Am I the eight eight for thinking the Rams are a, a, a bigger threat?" than the Browns and the Ravens, just saying. Or are they talking about... I'm not crazy about that. I will say this. I guess I'm getting nervous about Tampa Bay. Not that I think they're a threat to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm getting nervous about that first-round matchup for the Cowboys, that they are playing good football here at the end of the season, and they seem like more of a threat than last year's Tom Brady's uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think the Cowboys will still go to Tampa Bay and win. If that's the first round matchup in the wild card for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, I think the Cowboys will go there and win. I just don't think it will be as easy as last year's win. Uh, Going back to the marriage conversation, because apparently that's where the text line is gone. Uh, For the 817, thanks, Mike, for telling me I'm going to be alone forever. 
Uh, not saying that. I'm saying that it's just, I think that it's tougher, my opinion. It's only my opinion. It's not factual. My opinion is I wonder or I think that it is tougher to live a single lifestyle for 20 years and then get married because it's such a shock to your system. Well, apparently uh, on the text line, we have someone from the 682 that says a guy that I served in the military with was 82 when he first got married. That's awesome. Good for him. It's weird. <laughs> and thank him for his service, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's my buddy's an idiot right here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll chat with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola as we continue to get ready for uh, Cowboys-Lions on Saturday. We'll do it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the KNC Masterpiece here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatula and Mike Bassick here with you. Um, Chris Strong on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And thank you guys for rocking with us, however you're listening. Um... In about 20 minutes, we'll go around, or sorry, we'll do dip into some gridiron gravy. I forget that it's called a very particular thing on this very fantastic KNC Masterpiece Midday Show. Um, right now, though, it's time to talk to our Dallas Cowboys insider, brought to you by Ford. Ford, Ford built for Texas, built for you. His name is Mickey Spagnola. Mickey, sounds like you've been a little busy today? I have been busy. I just uh, rushed back from the uh, Cotton Bowl uh, breakfast for the. They did a coaches interview. You know, before when um, the game, uh, when I guess they had more time, they would do a luncheon and they'd have both teams there at the same time. And this uh, got moved to a coaches breakfast. Brad Sham kind of hosting the the uh, the event. And had both head coaches there, and he kind of interviewed them on stage. And it was a pretty nice event and a nice uh, fundraiser, too, for the Cotton Bowl. Mickey, we are in the midst of bowl season, as you mentioned, the Cotton Bowl. Are, are you in a, this is probably a dumb question, knowing the amount of time that you have to put into this Cowboys thing, but are you somebody that gets any level of enjoyment from these bowl games? Uh, especially when my team's playing, yes. Oh, yes. I forget. I, I don't know. How could I forget? Missouri had a fantastic season playing in yes. that Cotton Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just getting to the Cotton Bowl is is uh, is almost a, a victory no matter how the game turns out. Uh, just, you know, getting a chance to play in this. So this is the third time 
they've played it in, since uh, I've been here. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And they should win, right? Their their players are going to play versus the <laughs> other team who's not going to play. Brad, Brad slipped a question in today and said, uh, so, uh, Harrison going to play, right? He goes, no comment. So we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, this is a big deal. I think it's a bigger deal for Missouri than it is probably for Ohio State seeing that they're one win away from being in the in the bowl I mean in the national championship uh, semifinals. All right, so Mick, I'm going to ask you a question that I have no clue uh about the tiebreakers and maybe you do. This is a very simple question if you researched it and I didn't research it, so I'm hoping you did. If the Eagles beat Carolina and the Cowboys beat Detroit. No, wait. The Eagles are playing oh. Arizona. Arizona, I'm sorry. It was one of them teams. Yeah, one of yeah. those crappy teams that has yeah. <laughs> very few wins. Okay. Um, the Cowboys still have a chance to win the division, right, going into the last week of the Correct. season? The, the Cowboys have to win out, okay. and if the Eagles lose uh, to the Giants, then the Cowboys, they obviously split the head-to-head, right? Yeah. And the next tiebreaker is division record, and – the Eagles would have two division losses. The Cowboys would have okay. just one. And beating and the go. Lions, you'd be the number two seed, right? Because uh, they would end up in a tie, right? Because right. yes. Detroit has four losses. Cowboys have five. But if they win Saturday night, right. then that gives Detroit Both five losses. five, and they, they would beat them head-to-head. You're right. Okay, exactly. so, so yeah. most likely there's a good chance that not only we know that this week matters a whole bunch, but the next week, as long as the Cowboys win, will matter right. a whole bunch too. Right. And, and you know, as as I've always said, you know, the NFL takes care of those who take care of themselves. And, um, you know, and now they're at the mercy. And they've been at the mercy the last couple of weeks, right? Well, if we win and, you know, and so-and-so beats the Eagles, well, it happened. And then and so we win, and so-and-so beats the Eagles, and it happened. And then they didn't take care of themselves by uh, winning at Miami or Buffalo. And so uh, this is the last chance because, uh, yeah, cause if the Eagles win out, then they're in, and they'll be the first team to repeat in the NFC East since 2004, if you can believe that. In the quest to handle their own for the Cowboys, they've got to take on these Lions and big parts of it. And I'm going to be true to my word and asking this damn near every day until we get to this game. Tony Romo have- wasn't even the quarterback of the Cowboys the last. Like, he was on the team. <laughs> like if you think about that, Mick, what you just said, Donovan McNabb was the quarterback of the Eagles early in his career, and Tony Romo was the third stringer barely in the NFL when the last time there was a repeat division champ. And if not for the Cowboys parting ways with Quincy Carter, he may not have been on the team mm. in 2004. It's always crazy how that one works. Uh, but Mickey, do we have an update, anything that you can tell me as I'm looking for it on Tyron Smith or on Jonathan Hankins, two guys that are going to be really vital. Yeah, I don't think Hankins is going to make it. Okay. I, I just have not seen any indication. Uh, and I know Tyron uh, hasn't practiced. Uh, I think tomorrow will be uh, a, a big you know, decision day for him. If he's able to do what they do on, on Friday, uh, then I think he has a chance to play. Uh, more so Hankins I, I mean it's a high ankle sprain he's 325 pounds um, I've seen him do a little rehab on the cords but 
uh, not much else. And, you know, I think as I told you yesterday, the best I can tell you is uh, Tyron didn't have any problems walking through the locker room. So <laughs> sure. I don't know if that's an indication. But it's a back thing. Right. And, and I think I said it yesterday, you know, he was having back spasms. And uh, he's had those before. Uh, they give him an injection and it calms it down and, you know, and he's usually uh, good to go. So we'll see if that's the case this week, uh, if they can get him back out there. Uh, and then, you know, t- to make it even more problematic, the you know, Adoga ends up limited on the, pra- on the injury report yesterday with a toe. Uh, so yeah. that's one of the reasons why, well, there was a couple reasons, but one of the reasons why, uh, they decided that with Willetsko's uh, 21-day uh, return from uh, IR was up, and they had to make a decision either put him on the 53 or he's out the rest of the year on IR. They moved him to the 53, uh, knowing that you know they might need depth at the tackle position, even though he hasn't played all year. Yeah, so obviously you, I was that was where I was going, and you spoke uh, pretty well to the Willetsko move there. Um, there's two parts of this. One, how much do you feel Willetsko could possibly play for these Cowboys in this game? And two, the Rashawn Evans side of this is fascinating. Why? And obviously, I guess there is that you know that arrest for a small amount of right. marijuana. But with the depth concerns at linebacker, why Rashawn? Well, he hasn't been playing. He's had 14 snaps in the last four games, and only one game with 11. So, I mean. He hasn't been out there, and I don't know that, you know, he fit in well. I'm not sure, but he's been here for nine games, and he's only played in one. I mean, not played in one, started one. Uh, You know, he's he's appeared, but mostly it's been on special teams. So, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there was a reason why he wasn't on any team, you know, to, to start the season until the Cowboys brought him in and, and had him on the practice squad, remember? And then they elevated him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that move was going to be made regardless of the arrest that he ended up having. Plus, I didn't know people got arrested anymore for possession of marijuana. Yeah, you learn something every day, don't you? Right. I thought that was old school. So, so yeah. It's probably uh, like a, I mean, I don't know the law that well. It's probably just like a class C type of I thought that's offense. what I saw, misdemeanor. It was, yeah. I don't know what the ounces. I think I saw in the paper it's like one, between one and two ounces. I thought it was two to four was what I two saw. Two to four, yeah. okay. Well, I think that might be a lot, huh? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I'm out of my league on that one. So with that being the case, as we follow yeah. down, because linebacker is still a place where you do need help. I mean, we're seeing J. Ron Kirsch play linebacker, uh, you know, snaps as well. Is yeah, there... but that's by choice. Okay. Is is there anything in the way of trying to find more depth, or is this gonna just going to be? I mean, trying you are to make this what happen? you are in yeah. week. What is this week seventeen? Yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> I mean, there 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 can't be much else out there. Um, and, um, you know, if they needed to sign, see, and here's the deal. Yeah. And that one's still (laughs) coming back to haunt him, right? Because they had big plans for him. The only, I mean, the linebacker, um, that they've used that's on the practice squad now is, uh, Jefferson, uh, but he's out of practice squad elevations. So if indeed you were going to need a linebacker on the 53, I mean, you could sign, 
uh, you could sign Malik to the 53-man roster, but again, now you got to cut somebody. And they've done a pretty good job about using everybody. And at this late in the season, uh, if you think you're cutting somebody and then you're going to sign them back to the practice squad, there's so many teams out there that are already planning for next year. And, and you know, and they're thinking, well, if he was on the Cowboys practice squad uh, or on the 53 and they cut him, maybe he's better than the 53rd guy on our roster. And so teams are picking guys up like that once they hit the waiver wire. So it's a it's a it's a difficult decision as you saw with Evans on if you're going to put somebody on the 53 you got to cut somebody it's not and it's not that easy Mickey before we let you go we you know saw the Hall of Fame finalists named yes uh, Darren Woodson's name shows up what what more do we have to do to make sure this man ends up in the Hall I'm almost worn out on this one I I just don't get it this guy should have been in the Hall of Fame five years ago at least. Uh, as many times as he's made it uh, to this far and then farther to the finals, uh, I bet it wears him out. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why everybody doesn't understand that this guy for the decade he – or more than the decade he played here, he was the heart and soul of that defense. You know, they, okay, Charles Haley's in, and, you know, this guy's in, and that guy's in. Well, Darren Woodson should have been in – first ballot as far as I'm concerned and when I look at the safeties that are in recently they they can't hold a, a, they, they they can't hold a candlestick to Darren Woodson uh, you know and, and, and there's too many people voting that just want to look at stats well okay how about this stat he's the all-time career leader in tackles for the Dallas Cowboys and how many defensive players on this this during this franchise history are in the Hall of Fame and he's outdone every one of them. Uh, how, do you, how do you ignore that? Uh, it's almost exhausting when I saw, well, he's up again, and I'm going, oh, what more can you say about it, right? Just the frustration and disgust that a guy that good can't get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Well, uh, So uh, hope somebody that has something to do with it is listening to your your radio show, right? Yeah, that's that's right. And hopefully this is the last year that we have to do this because we can celebrate um, him going in as we're celebrating Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor on Saturday. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, kind of a neat uh, look back into history. Uh, I guess for most people that are, what, what would you say, Mike, no more than 40 years old that they would remember that Jimmy was yeah. the head coach here? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's the, it's thirty when, years since when he, he won, won his the championship. Bowl, I was right? a sophomore in high school. I'm yeah. forty six years old now, and the ninety three team was my sophomore year. So thirty years ago this year, right? The back to back. So what do you think? Your sports consciousness hits at about what ten years old? Maybe? Yeah, right ten to there. twelve for yeah. most. So people you got to like be. So if you're forty or more, you understand what it means. What Jimmy Johnson did. But if you're younger than that, it's just like, well, maybe I read that, but you really don't know much about it. That's how long ago it's been. Time flies, guys.
That's right. Um, and it's flying throughout this week. <laughs> One more day where we get to talk to you. And, of course, you know what time it is. We'll get your prediction tomorrow when we chat. I Thanks, thought Mickey. you were going to say time fly is already through this segment. That's also true. <laughs> we've, we, we've made it all the way through. And uh, we appreciate you doing this every day, every week. It's, it's always appreciated, Mickey. All right. Good to be with you guys. See ya. Yes, sir. That's Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Um, and it's the KNC Masterpiece here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go entirely around the NFL and dip into some great, gridiron gravy here on the fan KNC masterpiece here on 105 through the fan i'm reginald atatula that's mike bassett chris strong <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. ...is on the ones and twos, and you hanging out with us on a Thursday. Thank you for doing that. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. There's YouTube, there's Twitch, lots of ways to be involved. And another way to be involved is come out to Buffalo Wild Wings in Burleson tomorrow, where myself and Mike will be broadcasting from, 12, uh, 12832 South Freeway. When you see a whole bunch of numbers in an, uh, in an address... It's like, I don't know how, I'm like, I don't want to say 12, 830, it's like, it's weird. I'll, I'll be up to date in my Google Maps yes. instead of MapQuest, Excellent. which I said yesterday. Which Into I, the future. Yes. Yeah. I just type in Buffalo Wild Wings and then the city we're supposed to be going to, and usually the address will pull up. There you go. So yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings Burleson is what you do if you want the uh, Mike Bassick approach. 12832 South Freeway is uh, the address and... Cowboys Lions tickets will be uh, given away courtesy of Miller Lite. So uh, you want to hang out with the KNC masterpiece is currently constituted tomorrow in Burleson. Uh, but right now, let's dip, go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Have I gotten that right a single time this week? Also, why was you, your dip sounded like a question? Like you weren't sure. It was a little, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to dip there. Okay. Yeah, we, we need to be aggressive and certain that we want to dip, right? <laughs> like we want to know, yes, I would like to dip into some gridiron. I gravy. like my food saucy. We know that Kevin doesn't. Kevin does. He does like barbecue sauce, but I think that's the only sauce he really likes. But I, I like my, I like my stuff saucy. Okay, just the, just the food or like other things saucy as well. I think everything. That's fair. That is fair. Um, something that we we get a little saucy about here in the Metroplex is Darren Woodson and his place or his should be place in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, we found out uh, yesterday the finalists for late yesterday the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2024. Um, amongst a lot of various people, Darren, Darren Woodson, safety for your Cowboys uh, in the 90s and into the early 2000s, again a finalist. So he continues to move closer. But Mike, where where's your confidence level that this will get done eventually? And what's your confidence level Veterans that it happens this year? Zero. 
You still, they're, not, they're not voting him in. Mm. He doesn't get close. So I, I think Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer. Darren Woodson's one of my favorite uh, players of all time. I always mention this. In 2006, when I was playing on the United States Olympic qualifying team in baseball in Cuba, my number was 28. My number was 28 in 2006 for Darren Woodson. That's what he meant to me. That's how much he meant to me. Uh, I think he was a great football player. He is a great person. He should be in the Hall of Fame. These voters give him zero chance of making it. But I do think he gets in when he's like 65 years old. He'll get in through the Drew Pearson getting in. Like that's... I believe isn't Cliff Harris now in the Hall of Fame too? Didn't he recently go in? If I'm correct about that, like he'll go in, but he'll go in through the Veterans Committee. He won't go in through voting. Yeah, you're right. Cliff Harris is in. Some of the other finalists um, include Antonio Gates, Dwight Freeney, Tory Holt, Devin Hester, Julius Peppers shows up here as well. Fred mm-hmm. Taylor, Reggie. Like there's there's some names here. Yeah, that I, I imagine. Julius, some- I think Julius Peppers will get voted in. Tory Holt's interesting. He has to have been on here for a while now because um, he retired a while yeah, ago. Yeah, retired in 08. So, yeah, but that's tough. But Antonio Gates pops up here. I think Antonio Gates will get in, but uh, I don't know. Is this the first time he's on the ballot? I believe so, yes. So he won't get in? I don't, you don't if, think so. If DeMarcus Ware can't get in first ballot, what did Antonio Gates do as a tight end to get in first ballot? Do I believe he's a Hall of Famer? I do, but sure. I mean, we, we seem to leave out pretty... Unless you're Jerry Rice or Tom Brady, it feels like you have a really tough time getting in on that first bout. And Antonio Gates, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Will he get in first time? Gosh, I thought Demarcus Weirwood first time too, and he didn't. So I guess Antonio Gates will have to be left out at least once, if not twice, before he gets in. Well, look, uh, this will kind of get a. Uh, this was trimmed to 25 semifinalists in November. Now we're down to the finalists in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Class of 24 will be introduced during the NFL Honors, which takes place February 8th. So a couple months, and I don't know that – I know you're not waiting with bated breath, but we hope that someone comes so. to senses. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Right. I think he's definitely deserving and will get in. It's just going to be 10 years from now or however long it takes to get on the veterans ballot. Um, as we continue around the NFL, this story got even more weird as the day went along. We mentioned it that the uh, the bar, the Broncos, the Denver Broncos, uh, they made it known that they are going to bench um, Russell Wilson, and that was one of those things where we were like, "Huh, okay." There's some monetary reasons for this. And the more information we got, the more weird it got. So sources at Bleacher Report said that the Broncos apparently threatened to bench Russell Wilson weeks ago if he didn't remove his injury guarantees. Because obviously he has a few uh, years guaranteed to injury and he has a big contract, of course, which was the extension that the Broncos gave him as soon as they signed or traded for him. And now that has looked a little bit, you know, rough because he has not played all that well. With that being the case, Russell Wilson obviously was benched yesterday, and it's solely financially. However, the Broncos approached Wilson two days after their twenty, uh, sorry, October 29th upset of the Kansas City Chiefs and told him he would be made inactive for the rest of the season if he did not adjust his contract to defer the injury guarantee uh, past, uh, for the 2025 season. Wilson has $37 million in injury guarantees for 2025. Uh, that would guarantee um, on... I believe the fifth day of the 2024 league year in March. So it's kind of crazy. They came to him after that he got the and the team rather got a big win 
against the reigning world champions and against a big rival and told him, we need you to drop your injury guarantee or you're done playing. Yes, yeah, so they're moving on. He's he's done in Denver. What'll be interesting is he's played so bad in Denver for the most part. Now he hasn't been horrible this year. He's been better this year than the year before. Fifteen games, sixty six point four percent completion percentage. That's solid. Three thousand seventy yards, twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions. That's solid, right? I mean, that's a solid quarterback that I think uh, Sean Payton is saying I'm I'm. I'm going to draft a dude in the second or third round. They do have their first round pick this year. I just I don't know if they're going to trade up to try to get um, Daniels, right, the LSU quarterback, uh, Jane Daniels, or if they're trying to trade up to get Drake May. I do I do think that it'd be almost impossible with their lack of assets to get all the way up to Caleb Williams. He could do that, but I think Sean Payton has enough arrogance in him that he'll say, "Don't worry, in the third round, I'll take a the next Russell Wilson, and I'll turn the way that Russell Wilson was in Seattle." I'll make them great. So I think you can start looking at Bo Nix will probably be a first-round quarterback, oh, just goodness. not a top 10 pick. I'm just thinking he'll be somewhere between like 15 and 32. I mean, buyer, buyer beware in my mind because I feel like you get the older quarterback out of college. I don't know what the development curve you ex- you're expecting yeah. is. And Bo Nix is that guy where he was good and Bo Nix yeah. for a while until you got to this season where he was just good Bo Nix, but I don't know how that yeah. how that projects as an I NFL just, prospect. Don't you think Sean Payton's the arrogant guy who can just yeah. say, I don't let me pick a dude in the third round who I see the, like didn't he who's the guy that you always made fun of that he liked in New Orleans forever? The running it, back tied in. Hill? Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right. And he was like, This guy's gonna be a stud quarterback. And he kept trying to play him at uh, quarterback. I'm not yeah. saying he's gonna take the next Taysom Hill out of college but I think in the third fourth round he's going to take a dude and he's going to start him next year and the thing is is where will Russell Wilson be next year he's not going to be in Denver I just wonder where he's going to be what team looks at their team and says we can fix Russell Wilson that's interesting um I'm trying to think what's such a in a weird way he seems like a good guy but a horrible teammate is that is that accurate about I Russell don't Wilson no however there's things that would lead you to believe that maybe that's true. Like the way, remember when it started getting bad for him in Seattle, all those former players that you would think, or former teammates that you would think would kind of come to his defense came out, or at least be quiet, came out and started really like dancing on the grave of his Seattle time. And that felt really weird, which makes you then ask, is that something where he's maybe a bad teammate or whatever? Um, CBS Sports talks about potential landing spots for him. Falcons, Giants, Commanders, Patriots, Steelers, Raiders, Bucks, any of those sound interesting? I think I think one of those teams that's where he'll be, but maybe in contention with I, another quarterback. At this point, you know how excited Denver was when they got Russell Wilson, like the city and the Denver like it was like we did it. We're going to be back in the playoffs in Broncos we gotta, country. Right? We're going to beat ride. Kansas City, all these things. Now, if you're one of those teams, which will most likely get Russell Wilson, one of those teams will end up with Russell Wilson. Will they be like, oh, God? Or will they be like, well, maybe he can be good again? I don't. Uh, Russell Wilson, the way that they've made it look pretty good this year has been basically taking things off of his plate. It's been keep it simple. It's been keep it, you know, close to the line. And they've had instances where they've kind of teased it down the field, but the air yards have been down for them. And they're, you know, they're getting the ball out quickly and moving the pocket. So it feels like they're dealing with, they're, they're treating him with kid gloves where they're like, let's see if we can pair this back and keep it within his realm. And that does not strike me as a quarterback that you want to go out and say, this is our new guy that we're trying to depend on. And that's, yeah. that's a tough part is 
no matter what those teams, all those teams are in a place where, yeah, you probably want a better quarterback, but I don't know that you want one that is seemingly as limited as Russell Wilson is right now, or at least the best the best case scenario for what it seems like Russell Wilson is right now. Maybe that feels different when you're not paying him thirty some million dollars on a season, but yeah, I'm I'm I it feels tough for Russell Wilson. This I don't think the way that it started for Russell Wilson in his career, did you see it ending like this? I mean, no, obviously I, this isn't the complete end, but you so know what I mean. It was really weird, right? The whole let Russ cook. Yeah. Like he's way better than Seattle's letting him be by protecting him with running the ball too much, especially after uh, Marshawn Lynch kind of retired. I know he ended up going to to Oakland, but it was like, no, Russell Wilson, if you let him pass the ball 40 times, he'll throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns on a consistent basis. He's one of the best throwers in the NFL, this and that. They're just holding him back. And as soon as they unleash Russell Wilson, you saw all of the flaws in his game. And it's almost like he has to be in this. I'm not taking a shot here at Tony Romo, but when Tony Romo got the best out of DeMarco Murray, it also got the best out of Tony Romo. And it was almost like he, Russell Wilson has to have uh, a Nick Chubb or yeah. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Cause I was Bradley and Nick, right? The, the Chubb, Chubb that's in yes, Cleveland that's hurt. Yes. I know he's not playing this year, but he has to have like an unbelievable running back to protect his flaws. And then how much do you want to pay a quarterback that you feel like, hey, if we pass the ball over 30 times, he's going to lose the game for us? Because letting him cook was the worst thing that ever happened to his career. Uh, from the 903, they say he's a horrible teammate. Watch the Marshawn Lynch interview with yeah. Shannon Sharp. Okay. I, I, I mean, most everybody says – He's a good guy, but a horrible teammate. Like, almost like he has a social, I don't think social anxiety is probably the right way to diagnose Russell Wilson, but he's not socially able to connect with his teammates. Oof. Uh, that's that's tough for Russ. We'll see ultimately how it goes. But yeah, man, if you're as a quarterback, if you're not personable, you better be damn good. And unfortunately for him, it does not look like he still exists in that place if he ever did. It's the KC Masterpiece here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, and again, you can always text in 877-881-1053. Who are you most concerned about on the Detroit Lions as they come to AT&T on Saturday? We'll discuss that next on The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.